The Kings are still looking for a win as they head out on their longest road trip of the season. We discussed that, and it's a Feedback Friday on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and we're also available on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20-plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, the Kings played their first game with their new lineup Thursday night, looking to get their offense on track and snap a three-game losing skid. The results were mixed in a 4-3 shootout loss to the Detroit Red Wings. If you missed it, here is a quick game recap. Things started off great for LA with Adrian Kempe scoring his 13th goal of the season just a minute 50 into the game. Alex LaFerriere and P.L. Dubois with the assist just over two minutes later. Defenseman Matt Roy would score his first of the season on a rebound put back. Andre Kopitar and Quinton Byfield with the assists in L.A. had a 2-0 lead. However, Detroit would claw their way back into the game, and then they would eventually take the lead, scoring three consecutive goals, uh, two of them in the third period, or excuse me, two of them in the second period, one of them in the third. Now, L.A. would tie it up late on Adrian Kempe's second goal of the season, 14th of the year, P.L. Dubois and Alex LaFerriere with the helpers. After a ragged overtime, the game went into a shootout. Trevor Moore and Adrian Kempe both failed to score, while Kings goalie David Riddich allowed both of the Red Wings shooters that he faced to score. And Detroit skates off with the extra point and a 4-3 victory. Now, the Kings did pick up a point for the shootout loss. They are now 29-6 and on the season for 46 points, third place in the Pacific Division. 7-7-5 seven, seven and five at home now this year as they have now dropped four in a row. And L.A.'s six-game winning streak against Detroit also came to an end. David Riddich allowed three goals on 27 shots to suffer his first loss as an L.A. King and his first career loss to Detroit in four starts. Let's check out the game stats in this one. Obviously, Detroit getting the key stat, and that was the goals scored uh, 4-3 over the L.A. Kings. As far as shots on goal, Decidedly in favor of Los Angeles, 43 shots to Detroit's 27. As for the power plays, both teams went 0 for 2 uh, as far as the official stats go, but Detroit realistically did get a power play goal. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Faceoffs one favored the Kings 29 to 27. Block shots favored Detroit 22 to 11. And hits favored the Red Wings 16 to 9. So we get to what we did and didn't like, um, and we'll start with what we did like, and there were actually some things we did like about this game. The first period, the Kings looked amazing in the first period with the new lines. Uh, I did expect them to come out with a lot more jump and energy with the line changes. I did not expect the uh, accuracy and the crispest of the passing we saw 
from the LA Kings. He would you would have thought these guys had played together for uh, for months. The way they passed the puck around and uh, you know tape to tape passes, great passing from the Kings to start that game in the first period. Um, I thought the Kings responded well from the lineup changes. I thought PL Dubois had a solid game, uh, very nice uh, moving the puck uh, across the blue line on the first goal, making a nice pass to Alex Laferriere, and then he feeds Alec, or Adrian Kempe for the goal. Um, I thought that uh, Dubois had a very nice feed to Kempe, who unfortunately fanned on a one-timer, could have got another assist there. Um, I, I think sometimes... P.L. Dubois does try to do a little bit too much when he tries to carry the puck straight through the middle of the ice when he probably should try and just dump it in and get a forecheck going. Um, but I, I did think there was an improved game from Pierre-Luc Dubois playing with a weapon on one of his wings like an Adrian Kempe. Uh, I thought Arthur Kaliev had a great response to him being benched the previous game. He was physical. He had jump. Uh, he put shots on goal. And eventually in the game against Detroit, he was... Uh, promoted from the fourth line to the third line to play uh, with Philip Deneau and Carl Grundstrom. Uh, Matt Roy snapped the Kings' 10-game streak of games without a goal from a defenseman. Uh, the last time the Kings had a goal from one of their blue liners was December 9th from Vladislav Gabrikov against the Islers. So nice to see the defense getting involved offensively. I thought Jordan Spence had a very nice game. Speaking of the defense, uh, he was active. He looked confident, even though he knows he's got Brant Clark looking over his shoulder and presumably ready to take his job. Um, but it didn't. He didn't show any of uh, signs of being upset or you know, whatever. He, he accepted the challenge, and I think told the coaching staff, "If he's going to take my spot, he's going to take it uh, not over my dead body, but with me playing well uh, and making it a tough decision for the coaching staff." So. I thought that was good to see. And, and Adrian Kente is, we know he can be a streaky player at times. He's hot right now. God knows the Kings need somebody to be hot. He had two goals, obviously, in this win. Uh, he's got nine goals in his last six games. So hopefully Adrian Kempe can be a spark for at least a little bit longer for the LA Kings. Uh, what did we not like? Well, while the Kings had a great first period, honestly, uh, it probably should have been better as far as the result on the scoreboard. The Kings literally could have been up 5 nothing in that first period. They had several grade A opportunities that they didn't finalize and convert on. Trevor Moore didn't finish on a breakaway. Uh, Philip Deneau had a great chance after a great feed and a, a turnover force from Carl Grundstrom. Pierre Dubois set up Kempe on a two-on-one, and Kempe fanned on the one-timer, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, a great period in the first period for the Kings, but they do need to do a bit of a better job finishing off chances when they're dominating opponent in the period. I mean, two goals is great. And considering that the Kings were slumping offensively, I don't think we were looking down our nose at it, but really they had so many great opportunities dominating Detroit that they probably should have at least had one more goal. Um, and maybe that's, that's the difference in the game. Obviously it was very frustrating to see the Kings have a great first period and not be able to follow through with two more great periods. Um, they weren't awful, but not good enough and not good enough to build on all that energy and great play from the first period to put Detroit away. The power play still not getting it done, although at least I did see some different things being tried from uh, the power play. And, and as far as what they were doing schematically, uh, Adrian Kempe was at the point a few times. They even tried to set up Drew Doughty in the high slot, which I hadn't seen before. Um, the results, though, still not there. 
Um, I, I was at least pleased to see it looks like they're trying some different things, but um, I think we still need to see some personnel shuffling on the power play units as we have seen on the forward lines. Maybe that does include Brant Clark coming up here in the very near future. Maybe that will help. Um, I thought the Kings were awful in overtime. I have not seen the Kings. And again, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I can't recall a worse overtime for the Kings. They should have lost that game in overtime a couple of different times. Kevin Fiala uh, needed to make a line change, stays on the ice, then turns it over for a clean breakaway opportunity. And David Riddich, fortunately for him, came up with the save. But that overtime was ragged and unorganized and just awful. Um, we've seen the Kings look pretty good in overtime on occasion, at least as far as making smart line changes, backing it out, setting it up, trying to get mismatches, maybe Adrian Kempe against another forward, things like that. They didn't do any of that in that overtime. Uh, it didn't matter because they eventually lost in the shootout, but that was a bad overtime for the LA Kings. And in hindsight, maybe the decision to start David Riddick in net was a mistake. Um, I thought he had a strong start, but he was a bit shaky the rest of the way. The Kings' first goal kind of rolled up his arm and went into the net. Uh, that's that's one you probably got to save. Uh, the second goal from Detroit was a slap shot from way out at the blue line. It did just go right inside the right post. Um, so the accuracy on the shot was pretty good, but anytime you get a shot from that far out, it, it feel like you should be able to try and see it. Although he was screened, there was a screen involved in that one. But again, when it's that far out, yeah, those are tough goals to give up. And then the third goal was right after a um, the Kings had killed off a Detroit power play, but the, the player out of the box hadn't gotten back in the play. Literally, the goal was scored right after the power play expired. So it was realistically a power play goal for Detroit, not officially. Um, but Riddich allowed a, uh, a rebound right out in front that was put back in. Um, you know, you look at this game, it felt like an important game, right? We talked about it on Thursday's show. Really wanted the Kings to get on track after these lineup changes, get a win to jumpstart them going into this road trip. And again, in hindsight, maybe it would have been better to start Cam Talbot in this game over David Riddich. Would that have made a difference? We'll never know, but again, I will say in hindsight, I think he probably should have started uh, Cam Talbot uh, in this game. So the Kings are riding a four-game losing skid. The Kings did not lose four games in a row at any point last season. They did have three separate three-game losing streaks. Um, I did think there was some progress for the Kings. I thought they responded at least initially well to the lineup changes. Uh, obviously, we got a little bit of offense there, three goals. Um, certainly not the result though, that they were looking for, wanted to get the two points, not the one, but as we mentioned on Thursday show, now the Kings go out on the road where they've been so good this season, six games in 10 days, starting in DC on Sunday, the Kings are 13, two and one on the road, best road record in the NHL. Hopefully this road trip, the longest road trip of the year for the LA Kings will get them going. We do have some more Kings news coming up, uh, and some good news involving, uh, the Kings' number one goalie in Cam Talbot. We're going to get to your emails and hopefully some of, you, some of your YouTube comments as well. That all coming up here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. A snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. Right now, there is a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Obviously, we love to bet on the NHL, but the NFL is there as well. The season winding down, but you got some great playoff matchups coming up as well. And of course, the NHL, we're not even halfway through the season yet. You've got the NBA as well. A lot of great options for you to get uh, your bet on with FanDuel. Uh, and of course, you could place a bet on the LA Kings coming up this Sunday against the Washington Capitals. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and bet all season long on the NHL and the NFL as well. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And you know that on this show, you get some in-depth analysis and sometimes some hot takes. Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start off with the top line favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Up next, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys. You could lower your monthly payment and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com forward slash car. That's logicsbanking.com forward slash car. All right, did want to pass along before we get into your emails, uh, some some well-deserved good news for Kings goalie Cam Talbot. Uh, the first year LA Netminder has been selected to represent the Kings at the 2024 NHL All-Star Game coming up Sunday, February 3rd. In Toronto, uh, in 25 games for the Kings this season, Talbot has a 14-8-3 record among goaltenders with at least 20 games played. Talbot's 2.10 goals against average and 9.25 save percentage lead the league, while his 52 goals against are the third fewest. Talbot has allowed two goals or less in 16 of his 25 appearances, helping the Kings rank first in the league with a 2.35 goals against average per game. He also leads multiple categories among goaltenders, who have appeared at in at least 10 road games, including most wins with 10, save percentage at 943, goals against average at 160, goals against 19, and shutouts to his road record this season, 10-1-1. And he'll be getting a lot of starts on this upcoming road trip, and hopefully all those numbers will hold up and the Kings can get back on track. Uh, so the initial list of the 32 All-Stars, one per team, has been revealed there are an additional 12 players, eight skaters, and four goalies that will be voted on by fans to go to the All-Star game. Uh, I think Andre Kopitar and Trevor Moore certainly are very deserving, but it's up to you, Kings fans. You want to get these guys into the All-Star game, you need to go to NHL.com slash vote. Uh, you can also go via X, uh, Twitter, and uh, vote on the NHL app as well. So again, NHL.com slash vote. If you want to get a couple more LA Kings into the all-star game coming up in Toronto, uh, let's get to some of your emails from this week. This one comes from Jimmy in Cerritos. He says, Hey Eddie, just watch the Kings fall three, nothing to the Leafs. And like most Kings fans, I am not happy three drop games in a row. And besides the wins against the bottom feeders, sharks, a win against an underwhelming flames team and squeaking out a shootout win over Seattle. This past near month of games has been terrible. It feels like teams have figured out the Kings offense. Todd McClellan looks like he's starting to get desperate for uh, convincing wins and has finally resorted to mixing up the lines. 
that have been together since pretty much the start of the season. Uh, with all that said, do you think maybe it's time to call it Brant Clark? He's been great in Ontario and just won the AHL Rookie of the Month. Bringing in our shiny young offensive defenseman could give the Kings a new look and bring in some much-needed offensive talent. Obviously, this email came in from Jimmy the day before Brant Clark was called up, so good job by you, Jimmy, of predicting that move. Um, as far as I, I, I don't think it's fair to say that Todd McClellan is – what panicking uh, or or grasping for straws, uh, desperate, I think is the word you used, by making the lineup changes. I think that's what a good coach does. Um, I think he, you know, went as far as he could with, the, with what the lineup was and decided we've got to change things up. It's not working, and that's what they did. So I don't see that as desperate. I think that's that's exactly the move that should have been made. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think... Um, you know, the offense is stale. Uh, certainly they're mixing it up. So I, 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 like I said, I wouldn't agree, um, that that was a desperate move as far as Brant Clark goes. We'll see. Um, I, like I said, I thought it was a little bit of a premature move. I think it's probably the best way to put it. I didn't think it was a move that needed to be made right now. I think, uh, that the Kings that it should have given the new shuffling of the lines at the forwards uh, for the forwards, giving it a little more time to see how that worked out. And then if you felt like you needed another change up or a spark, then maybe you go to Brant Clark, but we'll see how it turns out. Uh, this one comes from Matt who says he's an everydayer. Thank you, Matt, for that. I didn't include his location. Maybe he did in a previous email, but I'm going to say it's Matt in Montebello. Uh, he says, first of all, I was stoked to see the team call it Brant Clark. I've been waiting for that to happen for a while now. In regards to the projected lineup changes I saw on your Wednesday video, I think a change was needed. Uh, I would like to see if they put Dubois on the second line because he has a core player, can't they, next to him. Before Dubois was on the third line, he didn't have a core player next to him. He only had LaFerriere and Grunstrom. I think that's why he's uh, he wasn't putting up the points expected because he didn't have a Kempe or a Fiala next to him. Not an insult to LaFerriere or Grunstrom or anything, but I think that now he's with Kempe, he will do better. I also like the idea of more on the first line because he's on track for practically a 50-goal season right now. Uh, based on how the lines were changed, in my opinion, it looks like the top three lines each have two or more core players on it. I'd also like to see them change the power play up because right now it obviously is not what it was last year. Yes, there is the Arvidsson factor, and he's the only right-handed shot, but that doesn't constitute the percentage dropping this much. I think we should move more to the first power play unit since he is now on the first line. Go Kings go. And that is from Matt and Matt is echoing some of the things I said uh, on a recent show that um, yeah, it is definitely, we we've seen the forward lines being shifted around and it's now time. And I, I said it again in this episode, it's time to change up the personnel a bit on the power play as well, because why not? Uh, how is it going to make things worse than it is? Uh, right now, as far as the Pierre-Luc Dubois comment, now having uh, Adrian Kempe playing with him, and you think he's going to play better? Well, the results were what they were in the first game. I think that he definitely had a much better game, and Kempe had a pair of goals. So, so far, so good with Pierre Dubois moving up to that second line and having a, as you called it, a core player uh, playing next to him. Uh, let's see if we can get another email in here uh, real quick. We've got a few more. Uh, let's see. This one comes from Chris and he is in Northern Nevada, Carson city. 
And he says, a very frustrating week to say the least. Losing in the shootout is such a letdown when you have so many chances to win the game. I said during the Toronto game that I thought the Kings needed to bring up some fresh talent from the AHL and was pleasantly surprised that they did with Clark. Looking forward to seeing what Clark could bring to the offense. Also, could you see him as the right-handed shot on the power play? Maybe him and Dowdy on the same power play. I like the changes with the Lions. I think PL Dubois and Kempe are a good fit. PLD needs a playmaker on his line and really hasn't had one. And Kempe doesn't need to carry the puck to be dangerous. One thing I think the Kings are missing is getting that dirty, hardworking goal in front of the net. Goals like Dustin Brown used to get, especially in a close game. Not seeing a lot of those. Sometimes you have to grind it out and get an ugly goal, especially in close games. Let's hope this road trip gets us going. Thanks for all you do, Eddie. Go Kings, go. And that is from Chris in Carson City. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, I, you know, David Perron has been a guy that's been in the thorn of the side of the Kings and a lot of other teams, a veteran guy. I say his name because we just saw him uh, with Detroit and he didn't do much against the Kings in that game. But that type of a guy, I think, is what you're talking about. And I do think the Kings are missing that type of a guy. I think looking way ahead, way too far ahead at this point, I do wonder if the Brant Clark uh, promotion is to not only to give get him a look, uh, because I think they, they like what Jordan Spence has done, but, and again, I'm really projecting ahead here, if Brant Clark comes up, plays really well, Matt Roy is a free agent after this year, and the Kings probably aren't going to be able to resign him. I wonder if the Kings, again, if Brant Clark comes up and plays well, if the Kings would be looking to move Matt Roy to get one of those kinds of forwards, one of those hardworking, grinded out, go to the net kind of forwards to kind of help supplement some of the skill they have up front. Just kind of spitballing there. Maybe that's something the Kings are looking to do coming up. But it, that would obviously depend on Brant Clark coming up and playing very, very well. And we'll see if that happens or not. Uh, coming up next, we got a few more emails. We're going to try and get some YouTube comments in as well. We'll do that here next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Kevin Fiala scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds great, right? Well, you know what else sounds great? You winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. Uh, you could win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy sports on Sleeper as the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Uh, you can place bets uh, based on more or less goals scored, assists, points, saves, more Sleeper offers you 100-time payouts as well. And although we love the NHL, not just about hockey, you've got the NFL playoff push going on. Uh, you've got the NBA in full swing. Now's a great time to get in all the amazing sports action, make the right picks, and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The LA Kings will take on the Washington Capitals this Sunday. You can catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search for LA Kings. Uh, our next email, and maybe, well, it's definitely our final email. Uh, this one comes from Ed and Brea, and he says, Happy New Year. Uh, first off, congrats to Cam Talbot on his second career All-Star bid. He's played well this season, however, I will say, he doesn't face many shots or saves since the Kings perhaps have the best defense in the league. Regardless, he does deserve 
the all-star selection, even though I think Adrian Kempe or Trevor Moore are more deserving. Now to the real matter. After watching the last four-game losing streak, uh, the Kings at this stage should consider a coaching change and move on from Todd McClellan. I give credit. Todd has established a culture and a system here of success. However, to take the next step, uh, the Kings uh, want to make uh, a move to win the Stanley Cup. He's not it. Uh, in his coaching career, he's had winning seasons, however, not much playoff success because he has a history of surrendering leads. Like recently, we surrendered a 2-0 lead to the Oilers and Red Wings. Uh, games key, the Kings should have won. McClellan's coaching has a hard time closing out games and series. Two series against the Oilers with the Kings. 2022 blew a 3-2 series lead. Uh, couldn't close it out. 2023 blew a 4-0 lead in Game 4. Went on to lose a series. Also, 2009 won the President's Trophy. Got upset in Anaheim in 2017. Uh, and then, uh, of course, one of the few coaches to surrender a 3-0 series lead to the Kings in 2014. I am grateful for Coach Todd for setting up a culture and a system here in L.A. However, he has a hard time with tactics and closing out wins. Uh, teams are now figuring out his system, which he has a hard time adjusting. Last night, Todd panicked, co uh, coached because he constantly changes lineups. Dubois, Kempe line did produce. However, I'm not a fan of breaking up the line because most uh, – because for most of the year it's been producing. Also, why call it Brant Clark just to scratch him? Uh, just uh, mentioning this because Kings send a message with all their trades and all to contend for a cup. Uh, trading for Dubois, which I think they overpaid and traded away quick, which Destiny is upset with. The Kings have handled that. Why not consider making a head coaching change? Just saying. Um, yeah, lots to chew on there. Um Again, I do not disagree at all with the shuffling of the lines. Uh, I don't think that was anything but what had to be done. So for for some fans to uh, be upset about that, I don't get that at all. As far as calling up Brant Clark just to scratch him, uh, they wanted to give him a few practices before they threw him in the fire. I think that's reasonable, so I don't think that's a big deal either. Um, but to your to your main point, I think this road trip is crucial. For Todd McClellan, if this road trip is a disaster, if they lose five of the six games on this road trip, I would not be shocked if a coaching change was made. Now, I'm not as harsh of a critic as Todd McClellan as some. I think he has done a good job with the Kings. Um, I think right now, um, you know, it's not going well, but I don't think we should panic. That having been said, um, with the way the Kings have played this year on the road, and it's been so much better than at home, if they go out and do a face plant on this road trip, and when you see teams like Seattle and Edmonton getting hot and not that far behind the LA Kings in the standings, I could see the Kings certainly considering a coaching change. Um, now, again, I, I agree with the, the shuffling of the Lions. Um, you know, he, he benched Kevin Fiala for uh, a, a little while, and I thought that was the right move. I, he benched Arthur Callia for a game. He came back and played well. So some of the things that Tom McClellan has done uh, have been good. But the Kings are in it to win the Stanley Cup this year. That's what they've talked about. They've spent the money. They're spending to the cap. Uh, they're holding the Kings players to a high standard. They've got to hold the coach to that standard as well. So I don't think that's necessarily a conversation they're having right now. But again, this is a big road trip for the Kings. If they don't kind of snap out of this it, again if this is a disaster of a road trip i could absolutely see them considering a coaching change in the near future so it's a big road trip for the kings 
And I think it's a big road trip for Tom McClellan. Um, again, has to be a really bad road trip, but if that does happen, I could absolutely see them considering a coaching change. I'm sorry we're not going to be able to get to the YouTube comments, you guys. I apologize for that. Just running out of time here. But I thank you for all who took the time to uh, to post comments on the YouTube episodes. Um, there was a couple of good questions here, too. I, you know what? I'm going to try. If I can, maybe on Monday's show, maybe we get into a couple of these topics or at least something next week. But anyway, um, thank you to everyone who contributed this week with the emails and the YouTube comments. Really appreciated this show. Obviously, it's not possible without your participation. Uh, if you want to send an email, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com. You can also post your comments on the YouTube channel. I do read those comments. And again, I think there's certainly one in particular I want to use for an upcoming show and discuss. Uh, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked On Lickings every day, on Monday's show, obviously, we'll recap Sunday's game against the Washington Capitals. Uh, and then we'll have uh, the week will play out. Uh, the rest of the week as well as we you know, travel with the Kings on this big road trip they've got coming up. And it'll culminate next Friday with another fan feedback show. Hope you stay connected with the show throughout the week on social media. Follow us on X and Instagram at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings go.